If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. We have used the podcast to grow my email list. Using your show as an invitation for your listeners to opt in to get an additional resource or a freebie or access to something is an amazing way to grow the bottom line of your business. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Have you ever dreamt of having your own podcast? There's something amazing about podcasting. Not only can they help you build your business, but they can become your business. Over the last seven years, I've sat behind a mic and shared my story. I've been able to personalize my brand, build my credibility, and interview some of my heroes. Plus, I've been able to make millions just through sharing my journey and teaching what I've learned and holding space for others to share their stories on my show. Now, I know that the thought of starting a podcast might feel overwhelming. You've got the equipment and the tech and you're worried, should I really invest in all of this? Is this actually a viable option for generating revenue? But don't worry, because between affiliate marketing, sponsorships, providing premium content, and so much more, there are a lot of different ways that you can monetize your show. Inside of this episode, I'm going to give you tactical ways that you can start monetizing your show with intentional strategy right from the jump and help you understand what the potential looks like as you grow. Now, real quick before we dive in, if you want to learn more about the world of podcasting and how starting your own podcast is actually way easier than you're thinking, head to freepodcastclass.com. That's freepodcastclass.com. Save your seat for my free training. It's called Podcasting 101, Three Easy Steps to Launch Your Show. I'll walk you through how you can quickly and easily get your show off the ground. Again, that's freepodcastclass.com. Now, are you ready to dive on in? Whatever your niche is, these monetization ways will work for you. So let's get into the nitty gritty of how much you can make and how to do it with your very own podcast. 
You know what time it is. Sweater weather, football season, Q4. It's the home stretch, Gold Diggers. And it's time to close out another year of growth and prep for the next year of revenue. To bring in more business this Q4 and beyond, you need sales software that helps you score. And the top tools are all inside the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With a customizable prospecting workspace, smart deal management suite, and AI-powered apps, you can take total control of your sales operation and manage your people and and pipeline with ease. The AI-powered ChatSpot speeds up your day-to-day tasks with simple chat solutions, while AI Assistant cranks out copy, outlines, and out-of-the-box ideas. They're cleverly designed to accelerate your workflow and baked right inside of your CRM. When you pair Sales Hub with other hubs and HubSpot Smart CRM, your team will be on the same page across the entire customer journey. Leads won't slip through the cracks and data is connected across marketing, sales, and operations so you can better measure your impact on the bottom line. Stop sticking to the same old strategies and start closing more deals because the best time to score is Q4. Make the switch to HubSpot Sales Hub at HubSpot.com slash sales. So I am obsessed with the thought of you getting paid to do what you love, especially when it comes to a podcast. Podcasting has absolutely changed and transformed my life. And before we dive into actually driving results, I want to hit on one thing that I don't think we talk about enough when it comes to the world of podcasting. And that is that a podcast allows you to build trust and credibility, which to me is worth its weight in gold. And it will likely help you connect the dots to getting the results that you want from your show. If you do not build up the no like and trust factor with your show, you're likely not going to get results, even if you use every monetization strategy that I share in this episode. Building up your credibility through your show, through showing up consistently with quality information, with incredible statistics and facts that you fact checked, with brilliant guests that you love and want to support, with engaging community. There are so many ways that you can do this. And so I don't want to just scooch on to the ways that you can monetize without hitting on the fact that having a podcast can help build your credibility through so many different means. And we don't want to miss that part of the step. You have to have engaging content that people want to tune into so that you can actually drive the results. So I want to lead with the content credibility first, because without those things, it's going to be very hard to monetize. The next thing that I want to talk about is the fact that you get to choose what your show does. Your show can can spark joy. It can educate people. It can teach systems. It can tell stories. There are so many different ways that your podcast can serve people. It doesn't all have to be strategy like I like to teach. It can be so many different things. And as you start to think about how can I build that trust and credibility, the number one way that you do that is through consistently showing up with quality content. And so I want to blanket all of these monetization strategies with this emphasis on focusing on the quality consistent and credible content that is going to help your show soar above the rest. So as we start to talk about monetizing podcasts, I have monetized my show in a million different ways, or at least what feels like it. So I started my podcast back in 2016. 
And today I'm going to highlight the different methods that I've used to monetize my show. The one thing I wish I would have known back when I started and I would do it differently if I were to start over again. And some of the strategies that I haven't yet tried, but I might consider trying in the future. So first, let me give you a little history of how I've monetized my show. So I started my show back in 2016. It was literally thought of as an experiment. I was in the off season of my wedding photography career. I had some months off and I was like, I'm just going to try this for like 90 days and see what happens. Now, as you can tell, years and years and years and hundreds of episodes and 100 million downloads later, it worked. But when I was first starting out, there are a few things that I knew. Now, I had already been an entrepreneur for some time. I had already built a six-figure business and I had already learned the power of outsourcing. When I first started my show, I did not want to take on and wear all the hats that were required to produce and edit and record a podcast. I wanted to do the one thing that I loved and get rid of the rest. And so right off the bat, I was very dead set on not incurring any debt to create my podcast. Now, there are a million ways you can do this. I'm just sharing how I did it. So at the time, I had already established a partnership with a brand called HoneyBook. It was the software that I use and love. I still use and love it to this day. Any guest that comes on this podcast has signed a contract that we've sent via HoneyBook. And I asked them, I said, here's the vision for this. Would you consider just covering my expenses if I mention you in every single episode? And they said, yes. And so at the very beginning of my podcast, they were paying me, I believe it was either $200 or $250 per show, which is basically covering all of the expenses of getting my show up and running, having me have an editor that could edit the episodes and so on and so forth. And so that was the very beginning of the show. So if you go back to episode number one, you'll probably hear me talk about HoneyBook. Again, it's something I still use and love all of these years later. And I'm really grateful that they took a chance on me because we had no idea what the show would become. We had no idea what it would look like. We didn't know if it was going to work or flop. And they took a chance on me. And I know that it's not likely that you would be able to start off the bat with a paid sponsor, but I wanted to share that piece of it because I was at a place where I was like, I really want to do this thing. I don't want to go in debt for this thing. And I also don't want to wear all the hats. I had already done all of that in my other business. And so I started it in a really unique way. After we transitioned out of that model, I actually went to a no ad model. So I started using my podcast in another means to grow my email list, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. But I decided for over a year, I believe almost two years, I had zero paid ads on the show. I wanted to use it to promote my own business and to grow my own business. After that, I switched to an ad agency, which was basically someone that was filtering through all of these different ad requests, giving me different propositions and different potential sponsors. I would say yes or no. And we did that for a few years. After that, I ended up joining a network, the HubSpot Podcast Network, which I've been a part of for over two years, and I love them. And that was a monetization strategy. And now today, I am doing a hybrid of about four of those things. So the hybrid right now is being a part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, working with a new agency, promoting my own stuff, and having affiliate partnerships. We're going to break down all of these, but I wanted to share that I am very well versed in this world after running a podcast for six years and using and leveraging all of these different strategies at different times in my podcast. And the best thing is, is that each one served a purpose for the time and season that we were doing it. And so I have zero regrets about how we've done this. So first things first, you're probably wondering, okay, how much can a podcaster actually make? So something that I did not understand and still struggle to understand as a podcaster is that 
podcasters charge for ads based on the number of people who have listened to the episode. So that makes sense to me. It's like how many people are going to be exposed to this ad? This is known as a cost per thousand impressions or CPM. Now, this is where it gets a little dicey. People are like, what is CPM? So CPM is cost per mill, M-I-L-L-E, which is cost per 1000 impressions. Your CPM typically can range anywhere from $20 CPM to $100 CPM, usually calculated at a dollar per 1000 listens. So for example, if your podcast had 100,000 downloads per episode and you're paid $25 CPM for an advertising campaign, your total income for that episode would be 25 times 100 equals $2,500 per episode. So that is an interesting world in podcasting. And it's so fascinating to me because there are some different ways that brands do this. So sometimes they'll look at like, okay, how many downloads did your show get for that episode in 30 days? Sometimes they're looking at 60 days. There's all these different windows. It can feel really complicated. And to be honest, it still feels complicated to me. But the number one thing that brands are looking for is how many downloads, how many people are going to actually hear this ad in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Now, as in any other industry, some key metrics are used in podcasting to measure your success. The main metric that people are looking for when considering sponsoring a podcast is a number of downloads. Your potential funders and sponsors are going to start taking a look at the number of downloads you have either per episode or for your show for the month so that they can understand how many listeners you have. This is going to help them obviously know how many people their ad can reach. So if you want to start monetizing your show through advertising, the goal should be to have at least 5,000 downloads per month. And that is generally on the low end of the spectrum in terms of what sponsors require to consider collaboration. Again, 5,000 downloads per month, that's on the low end, but that doesn't mean that people aren't willing to do that. I think micro influencers, micro podcasters are on the rise. Now for a lot of the bigger brands, they're looking at least 10,000 downloads. According to IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com, a podcaster who has around 10,000 downloads can expect to make anywhere between $500 and $900 per month. So that's pretty sizable, right? I was also curious as I was pulling all this together to kind of hear what some of those like astronomical numbers are in the world of podcasting. So the Joe Rogan experience, his show has over 190 million downloads per month bringing in $60 million in revenue per year and making it the highest earning podcast on the list. The Ramsey show, that show earns around $10 million per year. Crime Junkie, we've had Ashley Flowers on this podcast. It's a famous true crime podcast. The estimated net worth of this show is around $6 million per year. So you can see like there is money to be made, but like those are the outliers. So how do we talk about you and what's possible? So just recently, one of my dear friends messaged me. She has an audience on other platforms. She's well known and she's deciding to start a podcast and she launched her podcast. And I reached out to her and just said, congratulations on your show. I'm so excited for you. How are you feeling? And she messaged me back and she's like, okay, this is amazing. This is also a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. And I want to get paid for my work. And I said, okay, fair points on all ends of the spectrum. And she goes, how do I get an agency? And I said, okay, let's hold on a minute. 
there are other methods that you can use to monetize while you get your footing and while you make sure that running a podcast is something that you actually want to do consistently. One thing that I think is so powerful for podcasters is to gain your footing on your own terms and to really be sure this is something that I want to do consistently and ongoing. And so what happens is, is a lot of times people will start it. They realize, okay, there is a little bit more work than I was anticipating here. I need to build out the systems, but I also want to figure out how do I get paid for this? It's natural, right? When we're working hard at something. So I told her, I said, pump the brakes on this idea of having an agency. Cause the minute you get an agency, you now have created a job for yourself. There are different ways that you can do this. So one of the first ways that I recommend early podcasters monetizing their show, which will reap dividends for hopefully months and years to come is through affiliate marketing. So affiliate marketing in a general sense is promoting products and services related to your podcast content so that you can earn a commission for each sale made through your link or your code. So what do I mean by this? This is an amazing way to start monetizing. Now, here's what I would do differently if I were starting my show all over again. Now, I'm so grateful that HoneyBook supported me from the very first episode. But if I would have been thinking more strategically, I would have told them, don't pay me a flat rate. Let me use my affiliate link in all of these episodes. If just one person signed up from that link from each episode, I would have earned the same amount. If two people signed up, I would have earned double. And you can see that that revenue could build very easily over time. So basically they were banking that they were going to pay me a certain amount of money, flat rate for the episode. And if just one person who listened to that episode signed up, they made their money back. Now, the smart play on my end would have been to use an affiliate code for all of those early episodes so that as people go back to episode number one, because guess what? There are still people going back to episode number one every single day of my show. I would have had more opportunities to grow the affiliate revenue or that partner revenue than I would if I would have just collected the flat rate, which is what I did. So I told my friend, I said, hey, Think about like five brands that you use and love and you love talking about anyways. Check out and see if they have an affiliate program. This is a place where you can get one of those ugly links that is like refer a friend or share your code and your friend can get a free 30% off or a free lip balm or whatever that is. I said, then inside of your podcast, talk about those brands and have those links linked up in your show description. If you have show notes there, your link in your bio, all of the different places. I said, this is an amazing way to monetize. You're not building yourself a job. You're able to track your results and see what is actually resonating with your audience. And then you have more leverage to go to these brands later on and say, Hey, do you want to pay me to do this? Or can you give me a more significant offer? Or can you give me a better commission? So this is an amazing route if you are just starting out and you want to leverage partner links in order to get data points to see what offers are working and to build deeper brand connections. This will also help you drive strategic income from the very beginning of your show without it feeling like it is ridden with ads. So here's kind of a funny story. So when I was starting my show, Drew and I were newly married. We had just moved into this beautiful craftsman home on the river. I was very deep in the trenches of entrepreneurship. I was in those like hustle days and I will never forget there was this point of of contention. Drew would get home from work. I would be working all day. And all of a sudden, every night we would say, what are we going to eat for dinner? And we would argue about dinner. It was like this one thing in our lives that just drove us crazy. And so finally I decided, okay, I'm going to sign us up for HelloFresh. Let's just try it out. Let's see if it works. Let's see if we like it. 
So I signed us up for HelloFresh. We started getting boxes of food and I recognized that they had this great affiliate program where someone could sign up. They could save like $100 on their first box of food and then we would get a free box for every person who signed up. So I started leaving links in my podcast. If you want to see what I created when I did this, go to jennacutcher.com slash HelloFresh. I created the simplest landing page with a button that connects to my refer a friend link. And so many people clicked it that we ended up getting free groceries for an entire year. HelloFresh was not paying me. They didn't even know I existed. They just knew that I was bringing people in and telling people about them because they had been a massive solution in my life. So did my podcast actually make a lot of money? No, but did it save us money on groceries? Yes, and that was totally worth it to me. So I was telling my friend this story and she's like, that's genius. And I was like, think about things that you already talk about that you naturally want to talk about. There are other benefits to this method as well, because once you start getting paid by brands, you get these like full blown scripts. Like if you've ever listened to a podcast and they have a brand and they're talking about the brand and they're saying all these things that they wouldn't normally as a host say, they're reading a script. It's not a bad thing. It's not good or bad. It's very neutral. It's part of the job of reading scripts. But when you do affiliate stuff, you get to talk about it however you want to talk about it. So you don't have to hit certain bullet points and read and sound like a robot. You get to say whatever you want to say. Like we still use and love HelloFresh. And so go to jennacutcher.com slash HelloFresh. We love them. And the funniest thing is, is that they recently wanted to come back and sponsor our show. And so you might've heard ads for them recently. And it was funny because I told them, I was like, you guys, Like six years ago, I started talking about them for free on my show so that we could get our groceries paid for. So this would be the method that I would do if I were going to start over again is look for brands that I use and love that I love to talk about that already have partner programs, either create a very simple landing page that links to the button that tracks my link or just send people to that link itself. And voila, you now can track your actual results, see what your podcast is generating, see what kind of rewards and results you're getting from these brands and have more leverage for future partnerships. I love that method. If you love the Gold Digger podcast, you've probably heard me talk about my best friend, Amy Porterfield. Did you know that she has her own marketing podcast too? It's actually the first podcast I ever listened to. Online Marketing Made Easy is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Every episode focuses on giving you the best strategies for online business owners, including starting a digital course, growing your email list, social media content creation, and hosting webinars. Amy is the best at breaking down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes, and her show is designed to get you more results with a whole lot less stress. Tune in to Online Marketing Made Easy wherever you get your podcasts. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. The next method is developing a product that you can sell to your audience. So one thing that I want to talk about are courses and workshops. So if you have a podcast where you are educating, you're breaking down strategy, you're teaching systems, techniques, tools, you can very easily create a course or a workshop that you can relate to your podcast subject matter and sell to your podcast listeners. This is a great route to go if you already have existing products or services. So if you're listening to this and you've already built out resources or online courses on a topic, you can very easily translate your listeners into your students, right? Your podcast can teach the what and why of what you do and your course can teach the how. You do not even have to like outwardly sales pitch your stuff on your podcast. You can weave in mentions that you have these offers into your episodes very organically, and it can really help you get sales. It's amazing. One thing that I want for you to think about is what is the next step for your listener? This is your free content, right? And I always think of that thing of like, if this is what they're giving away for free, I can't imagine what I'll get when I pay. And so how can you give value for free through your podcast and then take people on the next step through your paid offer? So we have used this podcast to share my courses and we've never outwardly done a sales pitch for any of my courses, but we think about ways of like, how can I reference that? Like I have this course that teaches you how to start and create and launch and monetize your own podcast in 30 days. I've created that course. It already exists. And so we think through strategically, how can we create content that gets people the confidence to take those first steps? But then how can we be there to help a system on the next steps? I will never forget On the day that I decided to start my own podcast, it was because I'd been listening to now my best friend, Amy Porterfield's podcast for years. She didn't know I existed. I was just a small town girl in Wisconsin who was a wedding photographer. And every single week I would tune into her podcast and I would listen to it when I was in the shower and I had this cup and I would set my phone in the cup so that it could kind of like vibrate a little bit louder. I could hear it. I didn't have an MP3 speaker. And one day, Amy was talking about how she was developing this course. It wasn't even done yet. It wasn't for sale yet. She was talking about it. And I had this instinct of like, take my credit card right now and charge it. I will buy whatever you are selling because she had given me so much value. She had taught me so much. I had trusted her so much. Like I was a paying student of hers, but in that moment, she didn't even have an offer. And I was like, take my money because you've made such an impact on my life and you don't even know I exist. And that day I really recognized the power of podcasting in terms of like the no like, and trust factor. And in terms of how you can give people free value that really impacts their lives. And so if you don't want to have sponsors, if you don't want to do affiliate partnerships, what kind of offer can you create? That would be a natural next step for your listeners that you can talk about on your show organically, that you can weave into your content and remind them that there are additional resources waiting for them off of your podcast. 
The next thing that you can do is to sell books or eBooks or publications related to your podcast content. This is a great route for you if you have the time to create adjacent products or digital content that will complement what you're talking about on your show or if these items already exist. So if you are already an author, or if you are someone who has created an ebook that teaches something, or if you have publications that you can sell and monetize, a podcast is a great next step for you. If you don't have those yet, but you have the one thing time that you can invest in creating them, this can be amazing. Now, this podcast was not created around my book, but this podcast very much supported the launch of my book called How Are You Really? So last June, I launched my book, How Are You Really? It hit the New York Times bestseller list. It was a labor of love. It is probably the project that I've worked the hardest on and the longest on. It was an amazing, amazing accomplishment. And we were able to use my podcast to share more about the book from me breaking down how I got a book deal to talking about the writing process, the editing process, to launching the actual book, sharing chapters of the book on this podcast. And so we use this podcast to help sell my book, to build awareness of it, to invite my listeners to get a copy of it. And so books, eBooks, and publications can be a really great way that you can leverage a podcast to help you move the bottom line and to sell more of what you've already got or what you're willing to create. Now, the next way that we've monetized my podcast, and I reference this at the very beginning, is that we have used the podcast to grow my email list. Using your show as an invitation for your listeners to opt in to get an additional resource or a freebie or access to something is an amazing way to grow the bottom line of your business. Now, most people will say, okay, great, subscribers, awesome, but like, how does that actually equate to money? In the online marketing world, it is said that for every additional subscriber on your email list that you are showing up for and serving, that is equivalent to one extra dollar of revenue per month. So what would it look like if you had a podcast and you got 500 listeners on your email list and you served them and you showed up for them using the strategies that I teach on this very podcast, that could be $500 extra per month. And I think it could be a lot more than that if you listen to all the strategies I've taught about increasing your lifetime value and serving your subscribers well. And so I had gone from getting a paid sponsor covering the expenses to recognizing, wait, it might be more valuable for me to use my show to grow my email list and to serve those subscribers. So while one thing that I'm really good at is being consistent, I show up every single week in the inboxes of my email subscribers. My email community is the community that I think about the most and serve at the highest level. And so I dropped all sponsors and I started to see the value in growing my email list. So inside of episodes, I would talk about different freebies or promos or masterclasses that people could sign up for that would ultimately get them on my email list, but provide value for them in that reciprocity, that exchange happening where I'm giving them value, they're giving me their email address. And so if you're not in a place where you think you could get a direct sponsor, you don't have products or services right now, starting your show and having a call to action in your show where you could say, hey, get my 10 steps to editing your photos at URL or grab my five email templates that I use to serve my customers or check out this amazing lesson that will walk you through how to X, Y, and Z. This can be an amazing way to use your podcast to grow your email list and your email list will grow your revenue. 
Now, one thing to note is content overload is everywhere, right? We're creating content on all these different platforms, but emails have proven to influence consumer decisions more than any other marketing tactic. So if you're still wondering where's the value here, get people off of these platforms and onto your email list. That is what all of my marketing efforts are about, whether it's on Instagram or on this podcast. I want to get you, the listener, off of these airwaves that I have no control over and onto my email list where I can give you a true experience. Email marketing has completely transformed business and consumer relationships, and it continues to lead the way bulldozing its competitors in the digital space. There is no better way to market than through an email list. When I first started my show, I was very ambitious about growing my email list. And I knew the power of using it to grow my email list. I mean, I was learning from Amy Porterfield. I had opted in for basically every freebie she had ever talked about on her podcast. So I knew it worked because I was someone who was opting in week after week. And so when I first launched my show, I was setting out to create new freebies for as many episodes as I could. So let's say I had an episode about writing your website copy. Then I would share a freebie that would help you write an epic website bio. In fact, there was this year, and I think it was the year that I started my show. I created over 50 new freebies in one year. I don't recommend it any longer. I was so gung-ho. I was out there to grow my email list. And so every episode I would ask myself, okay, what is a free offer that I could loop in with this episode? I would send people to the landing page. I would grow my email list. Now, it was effective. Yes, it was not sustainable. And so what I would recommend is that if you're someone who is like, I want to start a podcast and I want to grow my email list, create maybe one, two, three maybe five different freebies that you can circulate through your episodes that are very aligned with your brand pillars and with your brand that you can say, you know, in an episode, Hey, I have this free guide or, Hey, I have this free training or, Hey, I have this free template go to, and then you share the URL and then your listeners can get off of the podcast platform and onto your email list. And trust me when I say this is going to be a very valuable way that you can grow the bottom line of your business. If you're still questioning if email marketing is effective, there was a 2021 Spark Loop survey of 1,000 plus businesses that have newsletters and media brands. 81% of small to mid-sized businesses say email marketing is their number one platform to interact and retain customers. The reason why email marketing is so powerful is because 99% of consumers check their email every single day. Even if they're not opening your email, your email is landing in their inbox and they're making a conscious decision. They're seeing your name. They're seeing that subject line. And I have so many resources on this episode to make sure that your emails get seen, opened and enjoyed. So that is an amazing way to really think about growing your results based on your podcast in a different way and something I definitely want you to consider. And keep in mind, again, people are always going back to the very beginning People are always starting at episode one. And so if you can start your show with intentionality, as it is gaining traction, people are still going to be going back to episode one. So maybe your first episode, you get 30 downloads. Congratulations. But maybe a year from now, that 30 downloads turns into 500, turns into a thousand. And so with that consistency and with that intentionality from the jump, you will reap long-term rewards, which is not true for a lot of the other platforms that you're busy creating content for. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So those are the main ways that I have grown my podcast. So again, to review paid sponsors, affiliate and partner promotions, selling my own offers, online courses, and growing my email list. I've also used my podcast to help sell things like my book and my journal. So those are the main ways I've done it. Now, there are other ways you can monetize a podcast. Now, I have not done any of these yet. And I'm saying yet with very much confidence because who knows, maybe down the road, I'll do this. So the first way that you can monetize your show that I haven't tried yet is through listener donations and crowdfunding. So you can use platforms like Patreon or Kickstarter to allow your listeners to support your podcast through monthly donations or one-time contributions. This is really popular for some of those micro influencers who are creating incredible content that is changing the game for its listeners, but they're not big enough to get those sponsors. They can have people literally donate $2 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, just in support of the show. And I have seen it done really well and in a really tactful way where listeners are excited to help support that creator that is creating that valuable content. Another way is through premium content or memberships. So you can offer exclusive premium content or early access to your podcast episodes or add free content to subscribers who pay a monthly fee. A premium podcast can be a pretty reliable source of income because you can generally see here's how many people are going to pay for an episode before you create it, which can help you determine how much do I want to invest in this in terms of time and money and outsourcing and things like that. And so having that premium content can really help you kind of see this many people are willing to invest to pay for this. This is how much I'm willing to put into this. I think premium content can be a great way to do it. 
You can also do merchandise sales. So you could create your own podcast merch and sell that. And it can be related to your podcast. So you could have t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, journals, any branded items. There's some really cool ways that you can do this that don't require a lot from you. These are print on demand services. So basically what you can do is they will take a design and they can print it on basically anything and they do the drop shipping. So all you've really got to do is have a design that you want onto something and find a print on demand place that you love. I used to use society six back in the day when I did my watercolor art, I tell that whole story inside of my book. And so I would just upload the design and they could print it on literally like anything, even a shower curtain. And then they would handle all of the delivery. Now, one thing to note here, the margins kind of stink when you do it that way, but it's a great way to see if merch is something that you want to go deeper on, if there's an actual desire and need and what products are the top sellers for you to make those informed decisions. If you maybe want to take it in-house or a step further. Another thing that you can do that I've never done, but I've loved watching other people do is doing live shows and events. So you can host live podcast recordings, you can host webinars, you can have live events, you can do all different types of things, conferences, you can charge admission and sell tickets. Now, I ever since having a baby, which was almost five years ago, I've kind of tried to limit my travel as much as I can just so I can be home with my kids. So this has been something that has been proposed to me many times of doing these live shows where you get to like interact with your listeners. They get to watch a live episode happening as it's recording. Like it's really cool. It's just not something in my wheelhouse or like in my bandwidth right now, but that can be a really awesome way. Once your show is growing, it can be a cool way to really interact with your listeners and to drive income. And then lastly, coaching and consulting. So if you are an expert in something that you already do and you want to increase your global awareness, a podcast is an amazing place to do this. So if you have this expertise, you can add on coaching and consulting to your audience for a fee. So maybe you're teaching some of the more general lessons around what it is that you're an expert in. People that listen to your podcast can have this opportunity, this invitation to work with you one-on-one. I've seen this work for medical podcasts, for therapy podcasts, for business coaching and consulting. All different genres can do this. And it's basically just that next level of mentorship. In fact, when I first joined a mastermind years and years ago, I joined a mastermind from Lewis House. I had never bought a single product of his. I joined a $25,000 mastermind because I had listened to his podcast. I knew him. I trusted him. I trusted the people he'd bring into the room. And all of a sudden I went from never being a customer to being a high ticket customer based off of his podcast. So this can be really, really effective. Another tip around this is if you're going to offer coaching and consulting, consider doing coaching on your podcast live with your clients or with for free, just so your audience can kind of understand your coaching style. And it can be something that can be a really powerful revenue generator for your business as people start to hear it and they want to get coached themselves. So there you have it. Are you ready to start a podcast? Like did this episode totally fire you up? You're like, I want to do this. I have so many different ideas. As a reminder, I have a free class. It's called Podcasting 101, Three Easy Steps to Launch Your Show. This is going to give you practical and tactical advice so that you have a plan to get your podcast out into the world. You can save your seat. It is absolutely free. It's at freepodcastclass.com. That's freepodcastclass.com. The thing that I want you to know is that if you are listening to this and you're thinking, wow, this sounds amazing, but like, who am I to start a podcast? You have a voice. You have a story. You have a deep desire to make an impact. 
There is not a more connected and engaging way of sharing it. I truly believe that. Like if you want to see your business grow and thrive through all of life's highs and lows, if you want to save time by having one conversation, telling one story to many people at a time, and if you want to make more strategic sales without feeling like a sleazy salesman, a podcast could be the best solution, the best thing you did there. As a new stream of income, as a channel of communication, as a branch out of what you do to teaching what you know, podcasting is, I will say, the most powerful, powerful platform for growth. Again, if you want to learn more about the world of podcasting, I'm going to break down why it is so much easier than you might think. You will learn how I went from recording in my car with iPhone headphones to now getting over a million downloads every single month. And I'm going to break down those first three steps that you need to take so that you can get started. You can save your seat at freepodcastclass.com. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I hope to hear you step up to your own podcast mic super soon. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.